we uh, come to the end of the week this Friday, we're still back in the book of Jeremiah. And this time we're in chapter 23. And um, one of the verses, there's so many verses in Jeremiah that are just so captivating because there's so much parallel between the people of Judah and Americans, I think, today. Yeah, I mean, so many times when we read this, it feels like it's a message to America. And we know it's given to Judah, but right. it's just so appropriate for us. Right. And so in, in uh, chapter 23, verse 36, um, the Lord is saying, Stop using this phrase, prophecy from the Lord. For people are using it to give authority to their own ideas, turning upside down the words of our God, the living God, the Lord of heaven's armies. And I guess one of the reasons that just really captured us is because we see people who want to give uh, God's authority to their own ideas. It's very popular today. Mm -hmm. It's a big element in Christian books um, and Christian music sometimes. There's this, there's this sense of what people want to hear and putting it in the context as if God said it. When in reality, in a, in a season of judgment, which we, I believe, are in in the United States, we need to hear the word of God. And here's the thing. There's no help in hearing the words of man, you know, and, and you see this all throughout the prophets. I mean, the idea is that these prophets would tell people that they have nothing but a good future when in reality, God is saying if they don't turn from their sin, they're going to go into judgment. And so the word of God says this really pretty much throughout the major and minor prophets that these false prophets left the people vulnerable because they wouldn't tell them the truth. Don't you see a parallel to that today? Because of the political correctness pressure, so many pastors and Christians are caving and affirming this, and, and many are even saying, well, God's okay with it, yeah. because it feels like the easy thing to do, I think. Um, but the truth of the matter is, we're here to give truth and, and if we don't give truth, which is what God actually said, we're not helping anybody. You know, I don't, I don't ever want to get into politics per se. Now, when the politicians get in my yard and they get into moral and spiritual issues, and I'm not at all queasy about dealing with it. But uh, a Christian leader was asking uh, a senator recently why they didn't do more for the cause of right. And he said, well, the answer to that is when we try to do the right thing, he said, you pastors leave us hanging because you won't take mm, a stand mm, on the mm. truth. And that stings because it's true. I mean, we just have, I think the least courageous crop of pastors in the United States, definitely in the history of our country. Well, and as we've been reading in Jeremiah, even almost to the very end, God kept saying, if you'll just respond mm -hmm. and, and repent and turn around, and we talked about that on Noah's window yesterday, you know, it's it's never too late until we've really made it too late. Yeah. And so if we give people the truth, then really that's their opportunity to get right with God, which gives them a future and a hope, like you've been talking about in Jeremiah 29 and 11, and to tell them what they want to hear right. and even call that what God says, we're not doing them any favors. We're not doing them any favors. And, and the thing of it is, I, I don't think people have a respect for that kind of message. Yeah. Even, even those people that seem to pat those preachers on the back and stay in their churches. I don't think they have any respect for that. I mean, one of the things that we've watched through the years here at New Spring, when I preach messages that took a clear-cut stand on, a, on an issue that, we, that we're that we facing, um, we've actually had people, in fact, we just had this recently with the, with the message that I brought where somebody walked in and said, I didn't agree with that viewpoint, uh, but I walked out thinking differently. Mm -hmm. And I, I just really do think people are looking for help and and, this was a problem in the days of the prophets. It definitely was a problem in the New Testament church. I think it's always going to be a problem. A preacher's 
thinking that in order to be popular, they need to tell people what they want to hear. And, and the tragedy is, as God says here, they've turned his word upside down. And, you know, not to believe, to make this too much longer, but um, if, if those of you who are reading along in your uh, one-year Bible, if you get into Jeremiah, you'll see so many times where there's a parallel. Because if you look at the way Judah, the kingdom of Judah was at this point, the Bible tells us over and over it's full of violence and greed and people were robbing one another and, and murdering one another. I mean, it just sounds like today's newspapers. It does. It really does. And then there's just this general weakness among the people that claim to worship God, you know, because the Bible in the book of Jeremiah talks about these people that would come and burn incense to God. They would come and make offerings, but they were worshiping idols mm -hmm. at the same time. So it wasn't like they were just saying, we no longer worship God. They claimed to. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, these preachers claim to be speaking for God to people who claim to be the people of God. The only problem was that God wasn't present and, and his word was. And again, they're, they're suffering. In this environment, they're suffering. Just like in our country, people are hurting because yeah. there is so much violence and anger and rage. And there's just so much that's, that's hurting. And, and for uh, someone representing God or claiming to uh, affirm God's word and to say, everything's great. Yeah. Like, we all know everything is Everything's great. not great, yeah. Yeah, and we need God so desperately. So I hope that we can all be careful to make sure, and this kind of goes back to even our book-by-book book class, it, it's our our uh, desire, and I know it's God's desire, for God's people to be able to get into the Bible and read for themselves. And that way you don't fall victim to uh, someone who is putting God's authority on their own ideas yeah. and own words that could lead us astray. It is so important to let the Bible speak for itself. Absolutely. You know, I'm always aware of the fact that I'm I'm not the one who creates the message. I just present the message and, and, and work to present it in a way that people can understand it. But at the end of the day, the message comes from God and we need to let God's word speak for itself in these days, I mean, in any days, but especially the days that we live in. So as we close today, Mark, would you leave us in a word of prayer? I will. Father, all of us need to hear your word, starting with myself. No, we need to hear clearly what you have to say, because we realize that the things that you say, even if you confront us, you're not saying those things to hurt us. You're saying those things so that we can turn and be in a place where you can bless us. So God, I just pray that uh, in our churches today, that we, we leaders would be courageous to speak your truth so that people can line up with you and experience your best, not only in this life, but the life to come. Thank you for your word. We recognize that there were generations that didn't have access to your word. And through your mercy and kindness and grace and the sacrifice of those who are willing to give their blood, we have your word. And so, God, I pray that you'll help us to take heed to it, listen to it, put it into practice in our lives, even in these, and especially in these last days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week on Noah's Window. And hope that you'll join us at New Spring this weekend. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week. That's right. See you on Monday. God bless.